Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Thank you for diving in and exploring with us. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones because no one ever grew within the confines of a comfort zone. We believe exploration is for everyone. It can take place anywhere, no matter your location or situation, and we've made exploring even easier. Check out any of our pre-dive episodes, tune in, and then check out the description for how you can participate. So many ways to explore. Pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. History is full of great stories. Some are so unbelievable you would think it's fiction. There are stories about a novel predicting the sinking of the Titanic, about an army and a giant wooden horse in the Trojan War, and also the first known cat with a name was in Egypt about 3,500 years ago, and its name was Sweetie. One of those was a lie. Sirens, can you spot it? Sweetie, the Sweetie story. I'm betting Sweetie too. Yeah, Sweetie doesn't seem like a very Egyptian term. Go with the first one. Well, you are all wrong. Apparently, most historians agree that the Trojan horse was not a true story. Today, we're going to find out if truth is stranger than fiction with yet another mystery episode. Siren Sarah, (laughs) she has prompted us with only this question. Tell three stories about yourself or your heritage, two true and one a fib. But first, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. First up on our soapbox is Murph. Sara, thank you for this challenge. It was harder than I thought it would be to come up with three stories, but here's where I landed. Story number A, when my grandmother had her first child, my uncle Mike, she took one look at him and cried and said, that is not my baby. That baby is too ugly to be my baby. (gasps) Next story. When I was born, there was a knot in my umbilical cord. My mom had just given birth naturally because no one believed no one believed her when she said that I was coming on my way out and she was exhausted and in pain and the nurses were calling everyone they could find into my mom's room to show them the knot in my umbilical cord umbilical cord and finally story 3 at one time my mother left my two sisters and I at a restaurant so she could go home to get her wallet because she left it there And it felt like she left us there way too long. It was a bit scary for little Mary. Sarah, will you please tell us three stories of your own? All right. Well, I just have three very quick stories. And here goes. The Murray family used to be known for being horse thieves. Uh, Pretty successful as the stories go. Um, This is going back a long, long time ago, back in England. Um, but the the Murrays were very successful horse thieves. My next story is 
that I have family ties in New Zealand. Uh, my grandmother came from New Zealand, which could be why my favorite Sauvignon Blanc is from Marlborough, New Zealand. It all becomes clear now. And my last story is that I was a swimmer in high school and I actually went to the regionals. I would have kept up with it, but college and medical school just got in the way. Jess, tell us your stories. Well, this was fun because I don't actually know that much about my heritage other than I have Irish, clearly, as the freckles and red hair would tell you, and Dutch. Um, so I actually had to ask my parents yesterday and I found out a lot of fun stories. So I picked a few. My great, great uncle was Joshua Slocum, who was the first person to sail around the world alone. He wrote a book about it in the 1900s, like early 1900s, and later was lost at sea in the Bermuda Triangle. My great aunt and her husband were on the Titanic and sadly drowned. They were hoping to immigrate from Ireland, so they were not on any official ship manifest. And my great grandma was widowed with three young children and they had to go to an orphanage because there was no social security at the time. That wasn't a thing. So then she later on married someone just so that she could get her kids back. Elsie, what have you got? I feel like I didn't understand the assignment because mine's really long. I absolutely <laughs> eat this stuff up. So, Sarah, thank you for this episode. It was fun talking to my dad and reminiscing about some of the stories. And it's a really important reminder of how important they are to document so that they can live on. So here are two of my favorite stories and one fib. My grandfather, Matulowicz, was born in Poland. Norbert came to America when he was young during the Great Depression, and all they had to eat were onions which he absolutely hated for the rest of his life. The first time he tried to go to World War II, he was 15. His older sisters told his commanding officer right before he deployed his true age and he got the boot. Eventually he did get to serve out in the Pacific. And I remember hearing stories about how he would feed chickens to the tiger sharks and swim with them. When he was coming back stateside, they had to wait on the ship to be dismissed. And in true Matulowicz fashion, he dismissed himself by jumping off the ship and swimming ashore. My grandfather, that's story one. Story two, my grandfather Matulowicz's father brought his family to the U.S. in the mid-1920s. They came through Ellis Island. John Matulowicz was a cal cavalry officer. Apparently that's on horses. Um, that the Murrays had not yet stolen. And this was in Poland during <laughs> World War I. And he bought a jewel-encrusted sword with him to the U.S. This sword was given to him by a duke in Poland in honor of his service to the duke. In order to support his family during the Great Depression, he had to sell the sword. And the third story, my grandfather O'Connor survived Normandy Beach on D-Day during World War II. Afterward, Frank was out on patrol on a very foggy day. This route had hedgerows growing on both sides of the road, which apparently is common in Europe. They heard tanks coming and stepped off the road into the hedgerow to let what they thought were friendly tanks by. They received a radio message from the commanding officer asking Captain O'Connor why they did not engage with the Panzer, which is a German tank, passing through their position. 
O'Connor answered that they had not seen any tanks. The German tanks passed within feet of Unit 29 Division, and neither side saw one another because the thog, fog was so thick. This incident is in a history book and was described as one of the most unusual events of World War II. TC, what are your stories? Man, well, I couldn't call either of my parents, so mine are all about me. And I typically suck at these kind of games because I'm a terrible liar and I tend to be overly trusting. Some call that gullible, but I'm just going to call it trusting. Here goes. I had a crush on Liberace when I was growing up. He used to do these TV specials and I would commandeer the living room TV to watch an hour of him playing the piano in all his glorious sparkle. My siblings didn't really appreciate the Liberace specials like I did. Just an eight-year-old girl sitting on the floor with a bowl of olives, mesmerized by the talent, sparkle, and smile of Liberace. Second story. I'm the youngest of four, and as such, I often got the choice, last choice or option. For example, my oldest brother used to automatically get to sit in the front seat when we went somewhere with one parent, and I always had to sit in the middle of the back seat. I didn't even get a window seat. I used to get so frustrated with my older brother for this. Story three. When I was little, I went through a lot of different career goals. For a time, I wanted to play guitar in a rock and roll band. My parents signed me up for guitar lessons, and I had a yard sale and did uh, did some jobs to make money to buy an electric guitar and an amplifier. I earned what I needed, bought the guitar, and took lessons for about two weeks Another time I decided I wanted to be a hobo. I learned how to start campfires and tie my belongings in a handkerchief on the end of a stick. While my parents were pretty supportive of all these dream jobs, my mom drew the line at train hopping. Those are my those are my stories. All right, sirens. I'm curious which ones were lies. What are we gonna do, Sarah? Well, we have our choice. We can just talk about which one it is that's the the falsehood or we can start over in soapbox order and we can all weigh in on what we think of everybody's stories what do you think about that i like soapbox <laughs> order to weigh in yeah guess yeah right. me too so uh that's uh myrrh then so myrrh um who wants to take a first guess so we, we, do we want to talk about myrrh's stories yes Okay, so as a reminder, my stories were, hang on, I forget them. <laughs> I've written down ugly baby. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother had an ugly baby. I was born with a knot in my umbilical cord, and my mom abandoned me and my sisters at a restaurant for what felt like way too long one time. So then next up would be, wait, oh, Sarah? Wait, me. So, yeah. so I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm going to go with the not the umbilical cord not being true, just because you said the story so calmly and everyone usually when there's a not the umbilical cord, they uh, it's a little more nerve wracking. I'm going with that. I'm sticking with it. OK, that's the one I was going to guess. That is also the one that I was going to guess because that would mean Murr would have to be early for something. 
love you. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to guess the umbilical cord story as well. All right. Well, wow. uh, that story is very true. Oh. Yeah, I could have died, my friends. Ooh. But I didn't. Story has a happy ending, and here I am. And that is really true. They they called just everyone that was in the hospital on that floor into this room to see the knot. They called a true knot. So hmm. there you go. Well, I'm hoping that was after they had cut that umbilical cord off you. Yeah, I mean, I was alive and well. It was fine. Oh, that's good. So then, which <laughs> one's the lie? The lie is that my mom left us at a restaurant for oh, what good. felt like way too long. But she did actually leave us someplace. So that that story was kind of half true. I don't know if that counts, but we were at a gold circle one time and we had a cart full of stuff and my mom realized she left her wallet at home. So she went home to get the wallet and while she was gone, her battery died. And so, and this was like before cell phones and stuff. So she did, she was gone for way too long. I remember she came back Um I don't even know how she got help. I don't know if a cop helped her or what happened, but it, she was gone for forever. But mm-hmm. we all survived that too. So you your a- poor cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I know. My uncle Mike. <laughs> Is he still up? <laughs> no, he's handsome. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. That's the funniest story. Yeah. My poor grandma. She was like, he's too ugly to be my baby. <laughs> Well, you told the story about being left at the restaurant so well. Uh, it seemed like you were truly traumatized. So well done. I knew that if I threw in the felt like it might throw some people off. Good job. Um, all right, then. So I guess that comes to me. My three stories to refresh everyone's memory. The uh, Murray family horse thief uh, business. The New Zealand family tie and the swimmer in high school. So do I go first? Sure. Um, I think that the lie is that you have family ties in New Zealand. Jess? Yeah, that's what I was going to go with. I know it's definitely not the horse thieves because you are very proud of that and have mentioned it many times. (laughs) (laughs) gave it away Elsie yeah I feel like I'd heard the horse thing before too um I don't know about the swimmer thing I went with I think New Zealand is the fib because there really wasn't a lot of feeling there like oh I'm gonna try and visit them or something because you seem like you have traveled the world a bit and that if you had ties you would travel TC I went with New Zealand ties as well Well, drumroll, that is very true. My grandmother was born in Christchurch, New Zealand, and came over to England and married my grandfather. So very true. So now my uh, love for Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough is perfectly understandable, right? The lie- It's a true love. (laughs) Yeah. And the lie is that I was a swimmer in high school. Didn't do it. Wow. Didn't do it. Hmm. That was not any of our guesses. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Who's next? Jess. Uh, Yes. So refresher was my great, great uncle who sailed around the world alone. 
my aunt and her husband, great aunt and her husband who were on the Titanic, and my great grandmother who was widowed with three young children. So I think it's the first person to sail around the world is the fib because I feel like we've talked about the Titanic thing before, maybe. I have a relative that was on the Titanic and I don't know about the orphanage thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with or no, CC. I'm going with the Titanic story. Only mostly because you said they weren't on any manifest or anything anywhere. And so I, I feel like that's you covering your tracks. In case we researched it right oh. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, Matt? I am going to say that I feel like it's the uh, Titanic thing as well. That's what I'm going with. I I think it's the first person sailing around the world. Well, there was a tie there, but it was the Titanic. That's um, the lie? That is the lie. I'm sucking at this. I well, finally got one. Well, I got I know, Mara me too. to give me that story. <laughs> Who did? Mara did. <laughs> I was actually talking to my sister and Mara yesterday, and Mara gave me, like, so many stories about our family. Apparently, I am just a terrible daughter. I don't well, think that's, that's not true. true. <laughs> that's the fib. That's the fib. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll see. All right, I'll see. So, refresher, we've got my grandfather who tried to enlist when he was 15 and swim with tiger sharks my great-grandfather who was given a sword by the duke and then my grandfather o'connor and the story of the fog and the tank i think the the tank and the fog in normandy i think that's the lie i also think that's the lie uh i think it's the ellis island california Cal cavalry officer cavalry officer i'm going with that one the the sword from the duke yeah. from poland yeah i was also going with the fog one just because the details in that totally sounded like something jack would come up with plus i feel like you'd hear the tank even if you didn't see it yeah so the lie was the duke hmm good job sarah i am bad at this <laughs> she got it uh, they did. They did hear the tank, but they didn't see it because the fog was so thick. I sh I'll pull up the. Uh, my mom has it saved, and she keeps giving it a copy. So I'll give you guys a copy to read too. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. All right, I love it. That's funny. All right, um, mine was a crush on Liberace, and. Um, always having last choice. So I got frustrated with my older brother and my different career goals, guitar player and hobo. I am going to say that the lie is that you were frustrated by always getting last choice. I feel like I'm going to say that's the lie too. I seem to recall a slightly different version of that story, but I could be wrong. I can imagine I, that Tracy I am getting was, it from your older brother, Bill. So Tracy was never made to pick last is my guess. I was also going to say that the 
the middle seat in the back was the lie. <laughs> so I was going to guess the crush on Liberace because I can see TC wanting to do guitar or be a hobo. But since uh, Sarah and Murr know her the best, I'm going to go with the middle seat story. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd also be very valid in saying that the Liberace crush is, is fake because really we know that the crush was Ernie. Yeah, but she, Tracy it. was a girl of many crushes. <laughs> and I believe Liberace I was one of them. I absolutely did have a crush on Liberace. And I did sit and watch him play the piano with a bowl full of olives. And my mom always talked about how odd that was. Um, <laughs> I also absolutely did sit in the back seat in the middle because I was the youngest and got last choice. The part of that that was a lie is that I would get frustrated with my older brother. Bill never frustrated me. He always <laughs> lived on a pedestal in my world. So number two, you all were right, but for the wrong reason. Number two is the lie. <laughs> Even as he was stealing the front seat. Mm hmm. Yep. In fact, I probably would have saved him the front seat if he was running late. Because you adored him Sad. so much. I always did. Yep. Yeah, I do remember hearing about your mom drawing the line when you decided you were going to have, you were going to learn to hop on a moving train so that you can move city to city very easily as a hobo. <laughs> yeah, hobos have to train hop. And I lived, I lived right next to train tracks. And so when I, when I decided to take it to that level, um, that's when they drew the line. I wasn't allowed to do that. Oh. <laughs> I know, so they sad. Did, they did <laughs> let is. me start campfires and all of that stuff so that I could learn all the skills I needed to be a hobo. So I had remember, to travel in a different way. <laughs> I used to wrestle my brother for the front seat, but I am curious why we did all that, Sara. Yeah. Well, so welcome to Sara's mystery episode. Um. I originally started working on this mystery episode back in July of this year, which was right after I became a U.S. citizen. And while I was preparing for my citizenship exam, I had to do a little bit of studying, obviously, because I was not smarter than a fifth grader. One of the topics was American laws. And it occurred to me during the course of my studies that there are some pretty silly laws out there that all those brilliant lawmakers have dreamt up over the course of history. So while we've done two truths and a lie before, this one's going to be a little bit different because as you can see here, this is going to be two truths and a fib, the US and English law edition. Yeah. Now there's a little yeah, disclaimer, but... which I've been told I have to read because you know, the lawyers, they get on us for this kind of thing. But the gathering of the information is for entertainment purposes only. The facts used to prepare the episode were found on the internet, the World Wide Web. So this is a place where anyone can post anything. So can't guarantee that everything is 100% accurate. The best that we can do is suggest that parts of the game are likely to be true. Not necessarily a true story, but based on a true story. <laughs> Starting with both England and the United States do exist. Or do they? Do they? <laughs> so let's all remember not to take this too seriously. But we will go ahead and get started. All right, so the simple rules of the game. Three statements numbered A, B, and C. Two statements will be true-ish and one will be a fib. Read the statements, choose which one you think is the fib. 
as each statement is reviewed individually, reveal if you think it's true or a fib. Each siren keeps her own score. So really, if you lose, it's your fault. The word fib is in the title of the game after all. <laughs> all right. Round one. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Pen and paper? So ready. All right. A. In Florida, you must pay for parking if you wish to park your elephant on a public street. B. In England, when a whale washes up on the shore, it must be offered up to the queen. Or C. In Nevada, it is illegal to import penguins unless you also have 10 pounds of ice for each penguin in the shipment, and you are required to bury any penguin that dies during transit. Oh. All right. Are we going to do this round by round? No, we're going to do each round at the same, um, all at once. Uh, like, we're going to go through the whole thing. All right. So does everybody have their uh, guesses on what they think is true or false? Let's start going through it. Who believes, A, that in Florida, you must pay for parking if you wish to park your elephant on a public street? Who thinks that is the fib? I do. I do. I do not. I do, too. Okay. All right. Everybody got their score on that one? Or what they what they put down? All right. It's true. In Florida, you do have to pay for parking if you want to park your elephant on a public street. And this law came into being in the 1920s after the Ringling Brothers Circus moved their winter headquarters and operations to Florida. All right. Nice. Who believes that in England, when a whale washes up on the shore, it must be offered up to the queen? See, I think that's true. I think it's I mean, true too. What queen doesn't yeah. want a dead whale? Yeah, well, there's I mean, a lot totally. of yeah. There's good parts to the whale. There's a lot you can get from a whale. Lots mm -hmm. of oil and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's true. Hmm. This law is from the 14th century, called prerogativa regis, or the king's prerogative. It says that all whales and sturgeons, in fact found on the coast are technically the property of the crown. Huh. I mean, everything should just be belong to the queen. Right, obviously. Yeah, uh, or I guess we should say the king now, the right? The king now. See, yeah. I did not update this with king. Sorry. Oh. All right, it's so. It's weird to say the king. I know. All I'm right, glad so the Nevada. penguin story's not true. <laughs> should we read it, read it again? Um, who believes that in Nevada it is illegal to import penguins unless you also have 10 pounds of ice for each penguin in the shipment and you're required to bury, misspelled, any penguin that dies during transit? <laughs> so I thought this one was true just because of the amount of detail in it. So Elsie and Jess, are you the two who thought this one was the lie? Yeah, yeah I, thought I thought it was, was too specific. Also, not all penguins are cold weather penguins, so. Yep, that's why <laughs> I had that deduction. <laughs> Uh, hashtag aquarium life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally a fib. In fact, there are several locations where you can see penguins in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, look Apparently, I know laws about animals, but not about you guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My favorite is the formal dinner hosted at the Bellagio Hotel Ballroom, where a tux and tails is required attire, but the penguins just show up naked and fit right in. I can, I can guess, can you guess who helped with that one no. <laughs> all right so everybody's got their score for round one yes yep. any further discussion or should we move on to round two let's go round two baby let's move two. on 
All right, round two, here it is. A, it is illegal in Scotland for a boy under the age of 10 to see a naked mannequin. <laughs> B, it is illegal in Alabama for a woman to pee standing up. That seems ridiculous enough to be true. (laughs) Right? It is illegal in London and the surrounding metropolitan area to walk down the street (laughs) with a cow. All right. Everybody got their uh, thoughts on what's a truth and what's a fib? Yeah, I think I do know which one this time, Sarah. I think I got it this time. Me too. All right. Who believes that it's illegal in Scotland for a boy under the age of 10 to see a naked mannequin? I think that's the fib. I do too. Jess? No. No. So he's. I think that one's real. Yeah. It's true. Hmm. This is a leftover law from the age of British decency, the uh, uh, age of British decency laws. There is no mention of a nine year old boy seeing an actual person naked, which I guess is legal. Who believes that it's illegal in London and the surrounding metropolitan area to walk down the street with a cow? Oh, now I think it it is true. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, because it's out of order. It's Mm -hmm. out of order. (laughs) I'm on you, but it's out of order. Yeah, but you can't change your answers. You had to have your answers before we started. I thought that that was was the fib. Nope, this is true. So nobody. Under the Metropolitan Streets Act, farmers and proud pet owners are not permitted to walk their cows through the streets between 10 and 7 unless they have a note from the commissioner of police. Wow. I mean, somebody had to come up with this, right? Yeah. So you can walk them overnight is what you're saying? Apparently. 7P to 10A. Better have have a flashlight. Yeah. There's less traffic, fewer people. Yeah. Someone put a lot of energy into making this a law. They were... were... (laughs) Oh, just wait. It gets even more ridiculous, does it? All right. So who believes that it is illegal in Alabama for a woman to pee standing up? Well, I thought that was true. I guess we all did. So. Yeah. Apparently, you can pee in any position. That's good. Good to know. That's mm-hmm. good to know. All of our shiwis can uh, continue being used. By the way, I tailgated yesterday at the Reds or at the Bengals game, and um, that Shiwi came in handy. Awesome. I keep forgetting to take my places, and I'll be somewhere, and I'll think, damn, it would be awesome if I had that. Mm -hmm. I love that this round, it's kind of a pea yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Should have made it that color for the last round. All right, round three. Does everybody, who's, who's winning so far? Who's competitive out there that knows the score? I have one point. Elsie and Jess. Elsie yeah, and Jess are tied. Yeah. Tied, for, tied for one. All right. Mm-hmm. Round three. If you are in the state of Kentucky and you wish to fight a duel to restore your honor, you must first leave the state. Hmm. In England, it is illegal to feed beer or other alcohol to cattle for the express purpose of making them intoxicated. C. In Illinois, it is legal for a person under 21 years of age to drink wine as long as they spit after each sip they take. Hmm. Does everybody need to ponder that for a little bit? Yeah, just real quick. I'm curious about question A. If you wish to fight a duel, 
So like, sorry, if I wanted to duel you in Kentucky, We'd have I to don't leave. under, I have to leave. We'd have to, we, we can duel, but we can't do it in Kentucky. You have to leave the state first. Oh, you can't go to Ohio oh, and okay. do it or Indiana. You got to cross the state line. All right. All right. So all right. You have I have to duel I know in your minus. backyard, not Sarah's. I know, again, I know what my answer is. So, so, you know, one of these is, is a ridiculous fib, right? But these, but they're these all are, kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And people came up with these thoughts. <laughs> All right, everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, who believes that if you are in the state of Kentucky, in Kentucky and you wish to fight <laughs> and do would restore your honor, you have to leave the state? Who thought this was a lie? I thought it was a lie. Jess? Nope, I can't see I Jess. did not. Okay, all right. I did not. It is very true. Very true. If you're true. in the state of Kentucky... And you want to fight a duel to restore your honor, you better get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, you don't do that shit in Kentucky. You want to go, you want to kill somebody, you do that in another state. Kentucky is a clean state. There. Yeah. Keep it classy with their big hats. Right. It's actually totally illegal to duel in Kentucky. It's written into the Constitution and the state office. And state office holders must swear an oath that they have not fought a duel. <laughs> um, and just a little bit of extra information. Uh, dueling or mutual combat is specifically legal in the states of Washington and Texas. Wow. All right. Yeah. So that's good to know. If you ever good need to, to duel somebody, you got to go to Washington or Texas. Got it. Yeah. Wait, I hope never to come across that. <laughs> All right. Totally not surprised by the Texas part of that. You don't even have to be fighting to, for your honor. You could just be trying to kill someone, apparently. Right? No? Yeah. Anyway. Who believes that in Illinois, it is legal for a person under 21 years of age to drink wine as long as they spit after each sip they take? This I, is what I put. And now I uh, think it's wrong. <laughs> I thought that's almost true. Yeah, I thought that one was true. It is true. Apparently, there's more to the story. In 2012, the state passed a law nicknamed Sip and Spit which allows culinary <laughs> students under 21 years of age to legally taste by sipping and spitting alcoholic beverages based on the reasoning that the students need to learn how to taste wine during their early years of culinary school. I mean, this one kind of makes sense, right? It does make sense. Yeah, somebody's still such a waste. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. All right, so who believes that in England is it is illegal to feed beer or other alcohol to cattle for the express purpose of making them intoxicated? I feel like Mer got this one right. I thought that was a fib. <laughs> I got one right. I got it too. <laughs> All right. Shit. Now Jess is winning. <sighs> I know. This is totally a fib. But it is legal in Scotland for a person to be drunk and in charge of a cow. Since 1972, if you're seen leading a cow down Princess Street while you are intoxicated, you could be fined 200 pounds and jailed for up to 51 weeks. Wow. Why 51? Why not make it 50 and make it even or 52 and make it an entire year? I mean, come on. 51 was the the perfect odd number. (laughs) All right. Okay. So we're, what's our score now? How are we doing? So Jess has two. Elsie and I both have one. And TC's got a big fat goose egg. All right. That's all right. We've got about 25 rounds. We can keep going all night. <laughs> uh, 
I'm gonna need a potty break. That might I be a fit, too. <laughs> All right. Am I well, allowed to pee standing up in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it sitting down right there in your chair. Oh no. <laughs> All right, round four. A. Because of England's long history of war with France, there is an 18th century law that prohibits naming any child born in the UK in honor of any French monarch. Wow. Hmm. B. In Kentucky, it is illegal for a woman to marry a man after she has already married and divorced him three other times. (laughs) Only in Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) Or C, it is illegal for any taxi cab to transport a dead body in London. One of those, believe it or not, is a lie. I just can't believe any of them are true. That's the funny part. (laughs) That's what made this so much fun. (laughs) All right. I I know my letter. I know my letter. Same. Everybody ready? TC, come on, look confident. I see confidence in your face. All right, I got it. All right. So we're going to find out who believes that in Kentucky it. it is illegal for a woman to yeah. marry a man after she has already <laughs> married and divorced him three other times. I felt like that was a lie for sure because, you, I mean, I should be able to get married and divorced from the same person as many times as I want. It's up to me how many exactly. times I want to make my life miserable, not to say the Kentuckys. And then she can't even duel him. Right? <laughs> she can. They just have to go to Texas. <laughs> I mean, do I really want to travel with a dude to Texas if I've divorced him three times already? Well, well maybe, yeah, because you want to marry times. him again. You want to marry him the fourth time. You obviously want to travel with him and duel with him somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what she said. Well, yes, everyone, it is true. However, fortunately for Siren Sarah, that's me, you can legally marry the same man <laughs> as many times as you want, as long as you don't divorce him in between. <laughs> of note, there are some states where it is illegal to remarry a man that you are already married to. So you guys should oh, have to be aware of those states. So you huh? wouldn't be able to do that? Moving on from that. Um, <laughs> who believes that it is illegal for any taxi cab to transport a dead body in London. I mean, I totally thought this was true, but it makes sense that it wouldn't be illegal because. Well, keep in mind, this is, we're just on the, looking at the second one. So it's true. Yeah. And this is, uh, I guess, how we know that for sure, Weekend at Bernie's was not filmed in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll have to take the bus if you become a zombie in London. Yeah. But that was true. So, all right. Who believes Woo-hoo! that because of England's long history of war with France, there is an 18th century law that prohibits naming any child born in the UK in honor of any French monarch? False. So I guess Jess got this one right. Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah. And TC did too. I did and too. And TC? Yeah. Nice yeah, job, TC. You're on the board. Hey, hey, don't act like it's amazing that I got one right. <laughs> So I'm uncomfortable. They're fighting again. This is a fib. However, there are some name prohibitions around the world, including England. You can't name your kid monkey. Wow. Germany. 
Adolf Hitler. Obviously. That should be not allowed everywhere. <laughs> why why does Hitler come up in like every episode? Every other episode. Every other episode. <laughs> Australia, don't name your kid dickhead or IKEA. Just Mex- love that they had to say that in Australia. <laughs> Go Australia. Mexico, no James Bond, Harry Potter, or Scrotum. Wow. <laughs> And in Morocco, you can't be Sarah because it's a Hebrew name, but Sarah, no H, is legal. Huh. I can't read Malaysia, but let's read about Malaysia. Uh, You cannot name your child after an animal, color, or food. So there you go. I hope everyone has taken note of that. Interesting. All right. So go through that now. That was that. Where do we stand now? TC's on the board. Yeah. Yeah, you see, and I are Jess tied, and me. We all have one, and Jess oh, okay. is killing it with Woo! three. Good job, Jess. All right, I never win anything. <laughs> Not saying I'm going to win this, but but you got a hell of a start. Good. I'm feeling good. Odds are in your favor. Uh, round five. A in Virginia, it is illegal <laughs> to wash your mule in any coin operated wash designed for cars that would be mean those things have a lot of pressure i've seen those videos of the dogs getting their back scratched by those big rollers though yeah i bet they like it anyway do they mean the one where you just pull in and you have the sprayer Mm. yeah those coin operated ones where you go in there yourself and the brush probably oh that would be a nice (laughs) back scratch Okay, that's not as mean as the one where you're like driving through. Mm. Especially not. You wouldn't want to do the one where they spray the tire protectant on there and the <laughs> yeah, that would the hot wax. Would <laughs> <laughs> you please hot wax my meal? My ass. <laughs> uh, B. In England, it is illegal to permit your pet to mate with any pet from the royal household. Ooh. Or C. In Maryland, sleeveless shirts are banned in public areas. Is that what that says? You know, public, yeah, public, public parks. parks. You know, this is going to be really hard to pick the fib. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm struggling. All right. Well, does everybody need some more time? Do we need to review some more? I mean, I got mine. I guess I have mine picked. I have, right. picked. Uh, I have mine picked. I have mine I picked. I don't like it, but it's I don't great. either. Here we go. Who believes that in England, which is B, it is illegal to permit your pet to mate with any pet from the royal household? That's got to be true. It's got to be true. Yeah. Me. I, cho- I chose that. I chose that because what if they don't have a male and female corgi that aren't related? They're going to need somebody else's stud corgi. Let me tell you something, Tracy. They're not letting any just fucking random corgi off the streets mating with a royal pet wait wait a second it doesn't say random but seriously what does happen if there's not a male and female unrelated corgi that that are in the royal household i was gonna say don't they inbreed in the royal family i mean with their pets (laughs) just the pets just the pets just the pets (laughs) just the pets that's okay we all know i'm losing the law does not apply <laughs> to royals mating outside the royal household, though, uh, like uh, <clears throat> Andrew and Harry. 
<laughs> All right. So moving on, who believes that in Maryland, sleeveless yeah, shirts are banned in public parks? I thought for sure that was the fib. I put that was the fib. Well, apparently there's a $10 fine for each occurrence. Wow. You All right. Apparently- Sirens, are we going to Maryland in tank tops? Even for girls, that's crazy town. Very crazy. Apparently you do not have the right to the bare arms in Maryland. <laughs> All right, so are you kidding me? Did just get another one right? Yay! In Virginia, it is illegal to wash your mule in any coin-operated wash designed for cars. Do we think this is true or false? Well, it is the last in our list, so it's a fib. But it is illegal to wash your mule or donkey on a sidewalk. In Virginia, they don't want your ass hanging out on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another round? Yeah. Jess is the only one who got that, right? Yeah. Fucking Jess. There's no way we're going to come up and beat Jess. No. I know, but let's still play one more round. All right. Let's do it. Round six. Look at that color. That's nice. I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. A, because stamps in the UK have a picture of the queen, it is illegal to place a stamp on an envelope upside down. Or B, in the United States, any postage stamp that is partially overlapped by another stamp may not be counted towards the total postage amount. Hmm. Or C, in England, there is a special for the monarch's eyes only stamp that may be used only by the prime minister to deliver letters directly to the queen. It is a capital offense for any other person to open a letter with this stamp affixed to it. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. We're supposed to be picking the fib. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I played that one wrong. Got it. All right. Everybody ready? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I got my fib. I got my fib. Don't look sure. <laughs> Stamps in the UK have a picture of the queen. It is illegal to place a stamp on an envelope upside down. So is that the fib? No, it's no. not. It's true. It is just one of the many laws pertaining to the image of the monarch. Just don't mess with the queen. Oh, king. The king. So weird. That stamp is just not going to look the same. I'm just saying. All right. So who believes that in the United States, any postage stamp that is partially overlapped by another stamp may not be counted towards the total postage amount. I thought this was Damn the fib. It. I did too. I see that all the time. Yeah. I think it's true because what if it's like a half a stamp and then you kind of overlay it and then you're getting two stamps for the price of one. Yeah, but if you think, of, but if you think about it, people aren't that careful. Yeah, I thought this was the. I thought this was the fib. I did yep. too. Me this too. one's true. <laughs> Stamps have to be clearly affixed and may not be covered, defaced, or altered. All right. Mm. Yeah. Reuse stamps. And this prevents people from attempting to reuse the stamps. I think it's, cr- I am just not that careful when I put my stamps on, though. I cannot believe that. No, I can't either. But I, I haven't can't been believe that. dinged for that. I guess they look, if it's just a tiny little bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, that brings us to 
In England, there's a special for the monarch's eyes only stamp that may be used only by the prime minister to deliver letters directly to the queen. And it's a capital offense for any other person to open the letter with this stamp affixed to it. So LC, you got this one right, huh? Yeah. Not true. Capital punishment was abolished in the UK in 1998. (laughs) So it's uh, possibly still, uh, you're not allowed to do it, but they won't kill you. Well, thank God. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) So most of that's true. It's just not a capital offense any longer. Correct. See, that's the thing with the uh, two truths and a fib. Mm-hmm. All right. How are we doing? I got two. Elsie has two. Jess has four. And TC and I both have one. So Elsie is now in second place. First loser. <laughs> there is a round seven. Ooh. Ooh, this is an interesting Should color. Do it. Should we do it? Do it. All right. <laughs> a. In New Mexico, idiots are banned from voting. Wow. B. In the UK, members of the royal family are excluded from voting. Or C. Because voting laws vary in the states. Native Americans still cannot vote in Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and South Dakota. Huh. One of those is a fib. I think the term idiots has like an actual definition attached yeah. to it. Because it's in quotes. Mm, that's my guess. I really want C to be not true. Yeah, same. Actually, that's what I'm going to go with. All right, I'm ready. Uh, is yeah. everybody else ready? I yeah. said I was ready. I'm, I'm ready. really the most important person, obviously. <laughs> obviously. All right. Here we go. Who believes that in New Mexico, idiots are banned from voting? I think Damn that's it. true. This is true. In New hmm. Mexico, you cannot vote if you are an idiot or an insane person or a person convicted of a felonious or infamous crime. Hmm. Hmm. Infamous. That's Who defines what an infamous crime is? I bet somebody does. Yeah. I bet there's a law about it. I'm sure there is. Right? Hmm. All right. Who believes that in the UK, members of the royal family are excluded from voting is the fib. I thought that was true. True. This is true. True. The official royal website states that the head of state has to remain strictly neutral with respect to political matters and is unable to stand for election or vote. While the UK was a member of the EU, the royals technically could have voted, but chose not to. Which Hmm. brings us to C. Is this the fib? Because voting laws vary in the states, Native Americans still cannot vote in Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and South Dakota. Who thought that was the fit? Me. Jess, you too? Did, did, no, yeah, did Jess? I, I thought it no. was A. Oh, this is a fib. The 15th Amendment gave Native Americans the right to vote in 1870. Some states resisted and the Snyder Act of 1924 was passed to clarify aspects of voting to ensure Native Americans could vote. However, Native Americans did not have full suffrage rights until 1948. That sounds about right. Well, I'm glad that that one is not true. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, that has to have changed the scores a little bit. Yeah, it did. So, Jess still has four, Sucka. 
And then LC <laughs> oh. has three and TC and I both have two. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, this one says the sirens under it now. I'm intrigued. I know. All right. Yeah, what's that? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sirens are mythical beings. This is A. Sirens are mythical beings who were believed to have the power of enchanting and charming by their song, anyone who heard them. Okay. Okay. B. Is this true or a fib? There are both male and male and female sirens, but the female sirens are the most popular because of Homer's stories. Or is C true or a fib? Longtime listener, first time caller, is the biggest <laughs> fan of the siren soapbox. All right, take some time on this one, everybody. Well, I guess I know which one is a fib then. <laughs> I think. I think I know which one's the fib. I think All I right. do too. Totally. Me too. All right. Who believes that sirens are mythical beings who are believed to have the power of enchanting and charming by their song? Anyone who heard them is the fib. I thought that's true. That it sounds true. awfully true, doesn't it? It does. And dragging them to their death. Oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound as good. I like the enchanting and charming. Yeah. Part. Yeah. All right. This is totally true. According to Homer, Odysseus stuffed the ears of his companions with wax and tied himself to the mast of his vessel until he was so far off that he could no longer hear their song so he could invade the siren enchantment. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Who believes that there are both male and female sirens, but the female sirens are the most popular because of Homer's stories? Who believes that's the fib? I believe that, that, is that the this fib. is the fib. I think Me? that's the fib. We've done extensive research on this, Sarah. That's the fib. <laughs> That's gotta be the fib. <laughs> yeah. Out of order lies, this Lies, all lies. It's a fib. <laughs> there are many, many, many stories about sirens. Some claim that they are mermaids, have other special powers, can fly, and can even turn you into a horny toad. <clears throat> Some yeah, stories- that's right. That's right. <laughs> Some stories claim they are also mermen and refer to them as male sirens. Sirens do have special powers, but let's face it, they are all female, not male. That's right. So I guess that means that a longtime listener, first time caller is the biggest fan of the Siren Soapbox. This must be true, right? It must be true. Must be. <laughs> there we go. Of course, this one is true. True words were never spoken. Married to Siren Sara, <laughs> brother to Siren TC, and great admirer of Siren Elsie, Siren Jess, and Siren Mer. He is clearly the greatest fan of Siren Soapbox. Oh, that was sweet. Love you, Bill. <laughs> and I do believe that takes us to the end of uh, Two Truths and a Fib, the uh, UK and US law edition. Sarah, that was a ton of fun. That was. Um, that was fun. So I came in first Yay! with 77 points. Well, that's mm-hmm. a fib. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah said at the beginning, if you lose, it's your own fault. So. But I, we've also been keeping score the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I came in first also, with 77 points. I have 311 points, so that clearly beats 77. <laughs> Jess, what do you have? Uh, I would like to go last on this one. No, too late. I asked you first. <laughs> Soapbox order. Soapbox order. I have infinity points. I win. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarah wins because she did a fabulous mystery episode. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Sarah. It was great. The uh, research on this one was kind of fun. I bet. So did you think that it was going to be screamingly obvious which one the lie was going to be? Are you asking me? Yeah. Or anyone? Well, yeah. It's it's so amazing. I mean, this was just a small percentage of the absolutely insane laws that just you could not imagine were possibly true. And you just wonder what on earth people were doing that they were sitting back there thinking that shit up and making it a law and passing it. Someone had to say, yes, that's a good idea. A lot of people had to say, yes, that's a good idea. Not just one person. Like there's one where it's illegal to walk on a sidewalk with an ice cream cone in your back pocket. One, why does that have to be a law? And two, who's putting an ice cream cone in their back that pocket? Just sounds messy. Right? It's so why would you waste you know, ice cream like that? Each of those laws probably comes with some story that makes it makes make relative sense. But when you think about how ridiculous it is that we have to have laws telling us what to do and not do to that extent, it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But I'm sure there's a situation. One person ruins it for the rest of us. Actually, we all ruin it for ourselves by letting this many laws exist. That's the key. Wait, say that again. That's our quote for this week. (laughs) (laughs) We're the ones that make the mistake by allowing these laws to get passed. Be, Be laws government yeah i said one one person ruins it for the rest of us but actually we all ruin it for ourselves by allowing there to be so many laws thank you that's beautiful well thanks for playing guys yeah thank you so much for putting this together this was such a great time it was very fun mm-hmm. well good i'm glad you enjoyed it and we want to leave our listeners with a challenge this week to go out and tell three stories to your friends Two truths and a fib and see if they can pick out the fib from your stories. Sirens. This is my new favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. They were so fascinating. I love learning more about you guys that way. Thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. Check us out at our website, www.sirensoapbox.com, where you'll find links to our YouTube channel. And check us out on Facebook, where you can sign up for our upcoming movie club, Getting Real with Siren Soapbox. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.